You're listening to 17 Karat K-Pop, the show that's a little bit of everything with a K-Pop twist. Visit 17karatkpop.weebly.com for more information about the show. That's 17-C-A-R-A-T-K-P-O-P.weebly.com. Enjoy the show! Hello, everybody, and happy Thursday. We, we're almost to Friday. We're almost, we almost made it through the week, and I've got the perfect energizer to get you through that last day of your weekday. So first of all, I'm Hope, and welcome back. This is 17 Karat K-Pop, bringing you the latest in K-Pop news and music. And Thursdays, we have this special thing where we focus on a specific artist and talk about their world. We talk about their music video universe, because it's all kind of this storyline with a lot of symbolism and k-pop is a very visual music video heavy industry so we talk about the music video stories um lyric analysis things like that so the band we're going to talk about today because i feel like we all need the energy boost from them is i don't have a drum roll sound effect so please drum roll for me stray kids Oh, this is going to be a good one. I've been excited for this one. So we're going to go into the Stray Kids world, a.k.a. District 9. So uh, the only thing you need to know before we jump right into this is that um, this is a boy band from JYP Entertainment. Um, There are eight of them now, but they started with nine. Um, I don't want to think about it too much, but yeah. So they're, yeah, so it's a bit, uh, it's a pretty big group. Um, Bang Chan is someone we've mentioned before on the show quite a bit, probably, as an example of how hard um, preparing to join a K-pop group and training for it can be, because he was at JYP training for about eight years uh, before he was actually able to create this group. So then he was basically the first one picked, and then on the reality show, which was called Stray Kids, um, he basically became the leader of the group and got to choose. So like he kind of was the ultimate judge and got to choose at the end of the show, which eight people joined him to form the band Stray Kids. This is an exciting story because, uh, well, for a lot of reasons, but personally for me too, because I was, I watched them. So I watched them get picked and I've like been here since like the actual day one when Stray Kids was born. So it's very exciting. And also something very cool about them that I respect and just really appreciate is that, um, their, their whole overall message is really great. It, it's really, you'll see as we get into the videos, but their messages, well, maybe I'll get to that later, but uh, there are just a lot of great things to say about them. And if you're not a huge fan of Stray Kids, stick around, please, because hopefully I'll finish a little early in time for some more updates, some life advice I came up with the other day that you may or may not appreciate, a whole bunch of stuff we got to talk about. So hope you stay tuned anyway. All right, let's just jump right into it. So the first main major music video uh, we're going to talk about and song. With Stray Kids, it's more about the lyrics than the videos, actually, um, is the song called Elevator. Um, pretty obvious meaning with the pun there, an elevator to hell. So in this elevator video, um, it's obviously very dark, as most of these music video storylines go, but it gets better. Uh, so just hold on. But yeah, so Elevator is obviously not a light song. Um, a lot of lyrics about feeling alone, um, feeling like your mind is kind of in this dark place, um, you're just really, like, life sucks, like, bad state of mind, um, you know, like, there are a lot of, like, some of the lyrics are, you know, the wings of passion, my wings of passion are folded in now, um, I'm holding up this dreadful day alone, <laughs> what I've been through is a maze I never want to go back in, the reference to a maze is brought up a lot, starting with this very first video, 
uh, life's at rock bottom, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the elevator obviously is like a symbol of kind of life's ups and downs, but they're going down at this point. Um, although I technically, I guess, in, no, they did go down in the video. But anyway, so yeah, they literally take an elevator in the video, not really to a place that looks like hell, but I guess that's the contradiction they want to represent is life has ups and downs and not all downs, I guess. Um, but about the maze lyrics, so there are a lot of lyrics about mazes and mirrors and things like that throughout Stray Kids' whole discography, um, with their overall message being about maps. Because, like, if you really think about what maps represent, it's so much about growing up because you really want this roadmap to success in life, and people are telling you to go this way to the, to the finish line. No, go this way. No, go that way. Um, and then you're just lost. And, or you don't even have a map. You're like, someone give me direction. Or you have too much direction and you don't know where to turn first. Or you feel like you want to carve your own path that's not even on the map. You want to make your own map. Uh, you know, sometimes you feel like your compass in life is broken, that whole thing. And that's really kind of their overall theme, really. And that was really solidified when they released their light stick because it's like a compass shape on top, um, which is their whole thing. And their motto is... Um, you make stray kids stay, so and stay don't stray is the other one. So they always say stay don't stray, and you make stray kids stay. So like their fandom name is collectively called the Stay, and we are here to stay. And you'll you'll see what it all means, but it's really great. And anyway, so it's an interesting contrast in the elevator video because obviously it's very dark, um, but there are also scenes that are you know it's interspersed with scenes where they are all just laughing and having a good time together. Um, so again, it's kind of showing, like, they have moments where they are remembering life is good, um, but they're, uh, fleeting. And then the next big video is really when we dive into this whole other world of the whole Stray Kids concept. So basically, um, obviously different colors and other forms of symbolism are up to your interpretation, but the overall theme that I can say for sure is the theme, um, and it's not just speculation and theories, is that the whole premise of Stray Kids universe is throughout the music videos is that they are tired of society, so they made their own society. So they basically went off the grid and they're living in their own, like they they are living somewhere that's, like they created their own country, essentially. Um, you'll probably see what I mean as I describe what happens in these videos, but they decided they're moving to a new district because if they're not accepted somewhere, if it's like, you know, if someone says, you know, take me or leave me and people left them, they're like, okay, we'll leave you too, is pretty much what they're saying. So. Uh, the next big video, yeah, so it's District 9, and so in the District 9 video, there are some key moments. One is that um, everything is dark. This part, if I'm, well, I'm going to find a weird connection here that may not be true, but we'll see. So everything is dark and gray, like a lot of just like very muted, dull colors in this place. They are all in some sort of facility. It looks like a prison um, or a like psych ward or something, but they're all there in uniforms and everything. Um, they're all given the same pill. They're all given the same like um, ribbon identifier. Um, they're all treated like not individuals. Like they're all just, just you know, no individuality. They're they're stripped of all individuality, and they're in this uh, building. And uh, the one key moment that I'll bring up later that you need to remember is that Bang Chan sees a red rose amidst all of the gray. So just keep that in mind. So he sees the red rose and I believe he does grab it. And then the big moment is basically, long story short, they break out of this facility together and they basically like get onto this school bus, like this worn down school bus outside of the facility. And they're like, 
taking over like that bus is theirs and anyway so they're so yeah so basically they um get on the bus and they're like let's get out of here so someone drives the bus um and they like like they like drive through it's very hard to explain but the visual is very cool where it's like a glass-ish wall it's like um a, not a mirror maybe it's supposed to represent a mirror but it's anyway so they they drive through this thing and now they're like on the other side it's like they went through a portal so now they are in their own world and they have created this other world after they escaped that world and then in this new world um they spray paint this cloth with red which i i mean maybe i'm just being like really thinking like overanalyzing and thinking you know what that it's like the painting the roses red reference to Alice in Wonderland or something which is probably not it they might but I I don't know you never know maybe there was like red paint on that flower and they used that for the red paint on the flag just just let me assume that I've thrown a brilliant connection okay so anyway so they do spray paint uh cloth red and then hold it up and it's their big logo so they have like officially with this flag staked their claim to this land and this is their new country they're like you know this is our place and we're gonna just you know this is this is our place we own it we own it who we are and we own this place and so that's where they end up in this place called district nine um the other key thing uh is a few a few lyrics I really like from this song. So one is, uh, why are you talking like you know me when I don't even know myself? Oof, I feel that one. It's like people want to tell you who to be, and so that's why they got tired of it, so they moved to this other world. And then they look at us like we're just a bunch of troublemakers. That lyric um, makes, you know, it, it just pretty much sums up teenage angst and rebellion, rebellious tendencies, because, you know, it's almost like this labeling theory, if you're going to trace like troublemakers, fine. We will be troublemakers. If you think we're not going the traditional route, we will embrace that and we will go the most non-traditional route and make our own route. And so that seems to be the overall message there, which is throughout their whole discography. It's this message of youth and finding yourself. Uh, when I, I mentioned that BTS has like trilogies where they release certain albums, um, kind of in threes, that's actually quite common in K-pop. And maybe it's like just a two-part thing, but often it's a three-part thing. And they have like a trilogy that's basically three different EPs or albums, but they all center around one theme. Um, so like, let's say the theme is red, I don't know. Um, they might release uh, red part one, red part two, and red part three, or maybe the title would be like, red stray kids and then red stay or something you know like they'll add, they'll add on to the same title red um so that kind of thing is what stray kids have been doing as well and so their first series is the i am series so this first part we're talking about is the i am not series and the i am not series is basically well it's part one of the, the trilogy it, it was their their first big ep as stray kids after debut and i am not is uh, like we've talked about before, songs like that about stop telling me who to be. Um, and then we progress to um, who do wait, so then who do I want to be? So, um, but the first part is just stop telling me who I want to be. And a big one for that, uh, or a big song that is emblematic of that message is Mirror, which is personally one of my favorite B-sides of Stray Kids' whole catalog. And so Mirror is, uh, it has really big lyrics. Again, they say, they reference a maze. They say, in the reflection, I'm a maze um which to me I, I view is like viewing like looking in a mirror is this as no different than looking in a labyrinth like what am I seeing who am I like wh like what do I even like what am I like 
you know, it's all about that angst of like growing up and finding yourself and like not even knowing who you are. And that's again goes back to the District 9 lyric of, you know, why are you telling me who I am when I don't even know who I am? And it just makes perfect sense to me. Um, so the Mir has um, other lyrics like that, like caged in my own confusion. Um, more kind of the message of don't tell me to be, I don't even know who to be. Give me time to figure it out. And so that's the bottom line there. Um, and then uh, Grow Up is just a really emotional track. Um, Grow Up is more um, a song, oh, obviously all the, their whole catalog is kind of about overall themes that come with growing up and youth and uh, that co the concept of time and things like that. But also um, it's a lot about, as the name suggests, um, feelings astray and like uh, going to each other for support. So they have their softer songs, um, which aren't the majority of their catalog, but still a significant part of their catalog. Their softer songs are a lot about that, about like just support. And they're just, they're like a hug in song form. It's really nice. And so this one, Grow Up, is like, his lyrics like, you're doing well, don't worry, I'm here. If it gets too hard, I'm running with you. It's like, oh, it's so sweet. And so it's great. And then another one that really picks up the pace, sorry for the bad joke, is this on my pace which uh, takes us to the next part. So part one is I am not. Part two they released is I am who. So again, it's like, first they say, don't tell me what to do. And once they've gotten that out of the way, now they're like, okay, now who am I? So that is the next part. So my pace is a song that is, I mean, the lyrics that, are, some of the lyrics that are in English make this song pretty understandable. Just stay in my lane, just, you know, just go in my pace and take your time. And it's just a really great message, especially just like for younger generations these days, because such a, it feels like such a common message to like hurry, like life is so fast, everything changes so fast. And it's all go, go, go and be productive, be productive, be productive. And my pace is a song about chill out, just enjoy the ride of life. And, uh, stop thinking you're behind someone else in success you know you have time in your life too to reach your goals like don't go your own pace stay in your own lane in in that kind of way not like a, not like stay in your lane like don't go for your dreams but you know carve out your own path is what that song is all about and it's it's just a really fun song as well um and then of course Things get a little bit darker, but still very impactful um, with Voices, which is also from I Am Who. Voices is pretty um, understandable, the message there. Um, you know, some of the lyrics are like, I feel frustrated with everything, which is such a mood. And it's really just, it's just, that's one thing that I think makes Stray Kids so distinct um, from other groups is because they are so, they're so honest. Like their songs are not just catchy, but really deep. And cover this universal theme of the, wondering about the passage of time and finding your identity in life. And so the, they they speak to such a broad audience because we all can relate to these things. So I think that really adds to their appeal as well as just their sound is so fun and loud and in your face and it's wonderful, very energetic. And then um, another song I just want to mention real quick is Question, which is also from I Am Who. Question is... Um, is another b-side basically saying you know in my set in my inside my head too many questions is the refrain um which also kind of goes along with the themes were mere grow up and my pace 
And uh, real quick before I continue, though, I'm sorry. I think I said eight years being trained was training before Stray Kids. I'm sorry, it was seven years. I remember uh, after the minute I said that, I'm like, I don't think that's right. And I just double checked. It's actually he was training for seven years. The point is, though, that um, that's a long time to be training and join a K-pop group. I'm not sure how many people stick it out that long and don't give up. So anyway, just wanted to clear the air there. So we've talked about I am not. We've talked about part two, which is I am who. Part three is I am you. So their single from I am you is called I am you. And it's, it, it made this very clear that it is not like, oh, I should just be like you. That would be the complete opposite of everything they just preached. Um, it's not that. It's really like about, it's an arrow about realizing like, so part one was don't tell me who to be. Part two is I'll figure out who to be. And part three is like, well, you know what? I'm sorry for yelling before. Um, you don't don't tell me what to do, but also don't leave. Like, <laughs> you know, I guess it's more like um, uh, just like realizing that like people, whether you're pushing them away or not, are still in your life, and like you actually have more in common than you realize. And so this part of the saga is really like I see me and you is you know part of the chorus, and it's I am you. I see me and you. Like, um, you know, it's about finding your identity individually but it's also about finding your group identity and just kind of banding together you know and realizing where everyone's going through something and so you might as well um go through it together is kind of the message there um and the imu video starts with this throwback movie reel style film um with all of these you know past video clips and then they get to this point so it feels like quite a full circle moment for the the trilogy is very fitting for the part three of the trilogy um where they they kind of re, like come back to if we're using the map metaphor again it's almost like they went back to the start but they're satisfied with that you know like they didn't uh it's it's a quest they feel like they're kind of not officially ending but they feel satisfied with where they are right now in this lifelong journey of figuring out who you are um other lyrics that are big um in the same space same time they say you know um let me run with you those are probably the biggest ones um also what's key is that so in and so there are little details in the imu video that are back now so it feels very full circle as these trilogies tend to feel um it's like a great tv show season when the final episode really just ties up all the loose ends the music video trilogies are a lot like that as well in K-pop. And so this one, um, we get, um, so they're back on the playground set for part of the time, which is, um, the playground set was in an earlier video as well, I believe. Or maybe, no, sorry, the couch was. The playground is new. We're going to get to that. Just remember there's a playground. And uh, the couch was from the elevator video. That same couch is now with them as they're just laughing and like they're on a rooftop. So, you know, clearly they're not, sitting on the couch in hell anymore um and so that is uh it's a more uplifting song you know it's quite an emotional journey you get if you listen to the songs from the from each part of the trilogy in order and the last part is definitely the most confident and uplifting in my opinion and another song that eventually became a a single a single off of that was uh called get cool um get cool is just fun it is just so fun it is like awkward awkward silence is one of their best b-sides honestly or that turned into a single later um 
Oh, wow. Yeah, it's so good. Get Cool is so fun. Um, it's it's another song, you know, about just going your own way, kind of, and just, uh, but it's really also about, like, living in the moment, and they talk a lot about the concept of time um, later on, especially, so we're going to talk about that later, but they do already kind of preface that, possibly accidentally, with Get Cool when they're talking about, you know, let's not worry about tomorrow. Let's just enjoy today. Things are going well for me. It's my lucky day. My personal favorite lyric from Get Cool is save my pocket money, like save M-A, my pocket money. I don't know why that's funny to me, but it just is. And they have little lines like that in the song. And Awkward Silence is a song that's kind of like that as well, where they have these um, lines that are just kind of about, um, you know what, like, this is a fun, funny moment, like, just, just little quirky, like, sounds and stuff, and just, like, um, like, let's talk together, because, you know, this is awkward, no one's talking, um, it's, like, it, it, I don't know, it's hard to explain, but they're very cute, fun songs, um, so, naturally, we have to play one of those, and that will close out these, this first trilogy, and then we're gonna move on to, in our Stray Kids episode, where, uh, I Am You and Get Cool, and those conclude the first trilogy that Straight Kids released, I Am Not, I Am Who, and I Am You. The next one is the trilogy, I believe it's the Clay trilogy, um, the Clay trilogy, I've heard it pronounced both ways, it's French, I'm sorry, I don't speak French, it's, I think it's Clay. Anyway, so the Clay, the, the Clay, the Clay, I'm, I'm gonna say Clay, I'm sorry if it's Ron, um, so the Clay trilogy is, um, it means key in French, essentially. Um, and so the, uh, there are a few parts of this as well. There, yeah, it's another trilogy. So the first part is called Mir uh, um, Miro, 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 I believe. I'm sorry. Uh, Clay Miro. Um, and uh, that means maze in French. So part one, the key one is the maze. And then we move on to uh, Clay two, which is yellow wood. And then Clay 3 was Levanter, Le Leventer. I am so sorry. I, I think I know how to say these. So anyway, um, it's a three-part uh, trilogy with based on the concept of a key, um, which, you know, goes with this whole theme of being lost and finding yourself and whatnot. And uh, the first part, obviously, is about a maze. Um, so that's basically what you need to know to understand the premise, the setup for this trilogy. And uh, so... A few big uh, moments from part one of this trilogy for Miro is uh, the big title track, Miro, which is honestly my favorite Stray Kids song of all time. It is so, it is just so, it's such an anthem. It's so fun. It is so, it's perfect for sing-alongs. A lot of K-pop songs are, and some of that's really by design, not, not just unintentional. But, you know, a, a call and response kind of thing is very common for K-pop releases because they're kind of made with the live shows in mind sometimes so uh, this is definitely one of those songs where it's just great in a crowd it's just so, it's so fun and uh so yeah so Miro is my ultimate favorite so we're gonna play that next um basically the music video for that is it, it seems like now like they were in their own world in the last trilogy and now they're just having to like Basically, I don't know if they're in the, still in that parallel world right now or if they have moved on and just try, they're trying to fix the, the real world, but they are trying to still be make some good trouble. And so they are working on that. Basically, the whole premise of this video, which is also my favorite Stray Kids video, in addition to it being the best song, is uh, basically um, the shortest way I can describe it 
is it's basically a video where they basically literally take the microphone away from the elites that run the society and they literally yeah they just literally take the mic and it is they're reshaping this world and they are just not going to stand for a world that they don't want to be in they're going to uh make big change and they're not afraid to do so and stand their ground so they're starting a revolution it's it's really such a great video and so on anyway so um but the this ep is naturally filled with a lot of emotions it's not all empowering confident stuff now it's not like after the first trilogy they're like wow we got through every tough time in life yay everything's great um they're still dealing with a lot um there is a song on this album 19 which is a slower song um which really captured the lyrics really captured to me uh, all the conflicting feelings you get growing up. Um, 19, the basic, the basic, well, a, a key lyric, first of all, is they sing this lyric about a badge. And um, to me, that just, I could be reaching, but I view it as almost like a badge. Like, um, I want to stay like in a permanent state of youth, like from a wilderness troop or something, that kind of badge, like viewing it as like, can I keep the badges in like, uh, can I hold on to youth forever is how I viewed that. And, it's, it talks a lot, the song talks about, you know, like, I wanted time to speed up so much, I wanted to get to this point so much, I wanted to be an adult so much, and now I'm an adult, now what? And now it's like, oh, great, now I want time to slow down, or just, I, I take it back, I don't want time to speed up, can we go back in time? It's, it's those kind of conflicting feelings that everyone probably gets um, when they reach certain age milestones, and so, uh, again, they're just, straight kids, it's very relatable as they grow up with these covering these big themes and another one but that really mixes what they do well is they cover these themes but they do so with their unique charms and their uh just unique ways of describing and explaining the world and one of those ways is with this creation called the chronosaurus so chronology chrono that those that terminology refers to time and uh saurus obviously from the you know a dinosaur um that's the what the the part of not really a suffix but anyway um so they combine chronology and dinosaur basically or like tyrannosaurus whatever and so chronosaurus is basically their own invention and the song chronosaurus is it's very clever it basically does i can't say personify the concept of time because it's an animal um i guess people are animals though anyway so it's it, it's, uh, yeah, the equivalent of personification, but for this animal of what time is like. They depict time in that song as like a beast. Uh, lyrics like, why does time run to me so fast? And, you know, run fast so that it doesn't see you. Like, talking as if, like, you are seeing a dinosaur, you're supposed to, like, stop moving, and apparently then they won't see you or something like that. All these tricks for, like, avoiding this scary dinosaur that's getting closer, getting closer, getting closer. It's just, it's very clever, uh, and it really kind of sums up a lot of their uh, frustrations, and they really just let it out in the music, so it, it's really well done. Another song where they let out their stresses is the title track for part two, which is Yellow Wood. Uh, that is a really great one that we need to talk about. So Side Effects is that one. It is just another good song that is really, it really... It per it, again, I can't use the word personify here, but it it's the equivalent of personification, but for a song, it turns into music the feeling so well. It conveys feelings so well. Their video is like this coming to life of everything you're feeling in a moment. Like they just do a great job of 
like resonating with you through their visuals and their lyrics. And this song is just so emblematic of that because uh, Side Effects is a song really about kind of, you know, growing up, hormonal frustrations, um, feeling like so emotionally unstable, like not sure, you know, growing up is hard, um, trying to figure out what your state of mind is. And the, um, the, the main chorus, the part that they're yelling, they're actually saying it translates to my head hurts. So that it's just so they, they have great songs for really like, you feel like you can relate, but also like you get to channel that, you know, like it is a perfect song to like headbang to because you can be like, my head hurts along with them. And it's really therapeutic. So um, it's just great stuff. And uh, throughout the video, what I I encourage everyone to pay attention to is they have like this voice in the background that's like listing side effects. Um, so the thing with Stray Kids is they do have so many layers in their music. So um, it really amps up the messaging is what I'm trying to say. They're great at communicating their messages because they do it um, in such an impactful way with like so much thrown at you in each song that can get your attention and get their message across you know it's very kind of in your face in a good way um and i just think that's it's very impressive thing and i respect that so the one other uh, song we gotta talk about before we play more music is tmt um tmt is uh, also super relatable it's basically frustration with feeling like your success rate is black or white um, you know, you either are a failure in life or you are thriving and struggling to deal with the in-between. Um, again, lyrics talk about a broken compass um, and things like that. But things take a more hopeful turn um, with the lyric, uh, life is a five-star movie and it's not over yet. Or my life is a five-star movie and it's not over yet. Um, again, this theme of take your time, um, you're going to be successful. Uh, don't feel like I give up. Like things will turn around, just keep keep going. Um, and so that's their overall message there. So, uh, all right. These are just some of my favorites. I'm so excited. All right. So here's my all-time favorite first, the Clay Trilogy, um, which is Levanter, I want to say, um, which means basically to lift up. And that's kind of the big theme of the next part. Um, before there was a transition song, so like a single that was released between this one and Yellow Wood, the second part of the trilogy, which is called Double Knot. Um, a lot of the same themes we've been talking about, the Broken Compass reference again. Um, and I believe actually, uh, what is wrong with me today? I believe Double Knot is the song that says the life is a five-star movie lyric, not TMT. TMT says the lyric about can I be a star in my own life kind of a thing. And then Double Knot picks up on that and is like, I am, now let's make it a five-star movie. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sorry, I try. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the, the next part here um, is is another full circle moment. They close out trilogies like that a lot. Um, the first single from the album was Astronaut, which is probably my, uh, Awkward Silence is probably my second favorite, but my third favorite Stray Kids song is Astronaut. And Astronaut is basically, uh, it's a very just uplifting song, and it's all about and embracing getting lost in a way is how I view it because lyrics are about, you know, like I don't even have a map now, but I don't care that kind of message. Um, I'm paraphrasing, but that's basically what they say, you know, and they're finding the joy in being lost. Like, you know, when you just, the concept of getting lost, people associate so much fear with it, but um, it can also be so kind of almost fun, you know, um, not necessarily you're lost, like literally, or I mean, you could be too, but it's like, you know, if you're 
left to your own devices and you're like, what am I doing? No direction. It can actually be more fun. You might find a new way to do something that you would have never tried if you had been given explicit direction. So that's kind of the overall message there is to just embrace the parts where you think you're lost and figure things out because things will work out. Just try things out. Um, and there are also some moments that remind me of past videos. Um, there, we've got the playground setting again that comes back. Um, we've got the image of the school buses back from District 9 um, and other references to the I Am series. So we're really throwing it back here. Um, they're looking through gates that look like the ones around the playground in an earlier video. Um, it, it's a, There's a lot going on. There's um, this tech like ball of sorts that looks like the compass actually kind of like well, not really what's on their light stick, but it looks like it could fit on a light stick. Um, this little ball um, that's like full of energy, like literally a, ball, a physical ball of energy that will come back in future videos we can talk about later. Um, but that it, that makes its first big cameo in this video. Um, the other big thing that seems to be symbolic and will come out later is um, that uh, Felix is glitching. And they all kind of glitch at parts too. Like they're in and out, like almost like they're holograms. That's kind of the imagery you get from this video, um, which just adds to the intrigue. Like, are they really just like popping into this world to fix things and they're going back to District 9? I don't know. It's up to you, I guess. Um, so that's Astronaut. And then Levantar, um, which means to lift up. Um, that one starts with zooming in through this keyhole to get to the scene of this video. Um, so again, this symbolism, we've been talking about a lot about lock and key and finding your way and whatnot. Um, and so now they're in this field. It's, um, it, there are more throwbacks and, uh, you know, references to past videos. The ball of light is back. Um, they're creating something is the bottom line. And, you know, they're, they're still thinking about, it's a very full circle moment, not just for this trilogy, but for the whole discography up to this point, because they're still thinking about the themes they've all, they sent about from the very beginning about the long road still ahead of them, but they're thinking about them now in a way that's optimistic. So it's a very cool turnaround because it's the same situation they're thinking about, but now they're realizing like, you know what, that's not a bad thing though. Um, and they're just embracing, like I said, being lost or just figuring things out, embracing the time when you get to figure things out. Um, and that knowing that at the end of the day, you know, things will work out because you have each other, that kind of thing. Um, you know, so this old long story short, it's pretty much just like, we just got to watch it to understand. But long story short, this building gets set on fire in the video. Yeah, there's no way to transition to that. But the building gets set on fire. Um, they pass through this doorway into this new world of sorts um, with that's just lighter skies. And it just looks, you know, like things are going to turn out better. Um, and at the very end of the video, we see that there are two moons. One is dark and one is light. And the moons kind of converge in this bright light forms um, that kind of reminds me of that ball of energy they had. So it just feels like the most like visual, visually symbolic, uh, visual symbol of closure that you could get in a saga. Um, especially because in the course of Levanter, they say, you know, I feel the light is kind of their thing. Like, uh, and the song title means to lift up, you know, it's like, it's like the complete full circle because they started with elevator and now they're like talking about feeling the light it's almost like a hell to heaven transition which is very clever so it's a very cool um sense of uh concluding the saga um but obviously that was not the end of the story and they have a lot more in the works after that they released gone days of uh, the single we've talked about before that's their ultimate you know back off older generations let us take over the world <laughs> son um just about like don't um 
um, don't uh, count out the youth, like don't um, say, oh, you're just kids, that kind of message, um, which is very on brand for them. And uh, so Gone Days came out and obviously there's going to be a lot more in the future. So the story's not over yet, but it still feels like good. It's like when you get to the end of a season finale and you know, it's not like the series finale, but it's still a nice, it wraps up a lot in the loose ends and it feels good. So um, that's how I feel about the Clay trilogy. So yeah, let's play Astronaut because it's one of my other favorites. And then after that, I just have a few more final thoughts and I will close out the show. Thoughts about Stray Kids and then uh, trust me, I have a way to make a really great transition to the next act I'm going to talk about real quick before we go, um, just to preface what you can expect next week on the show. So um, that is uh, the not that is uh, the not I don't know if I want to say it's the best summary you'll get, but I feel like that's a pretty good summary of the straight kids world as told through the lyrics and music video moments. Um, so hopefully that was a good intro to get you into straight kids and see why they are they had their own flair. That's really what I like to do with the Thursday episodes where I go into, you know, a specific artist catalog is showing what makes them stand out to me. Because as we said again and again, there's so many K-pop groups now. You really got to work to stand out or just, you know, uh, be yourself, I guess, really, because that's what they do. And that's another thing that just makes them stand out because they write and produce all of this. So they are behind not just every lyric, but every every sound you hear uh, in a song. And so they, they um, that's why it feels so relatable and it resonates and it is authentic because it's them. It is their is literally their voices um, in every sense of the word. And so I hope that, um, again, as we said a lot before, I hope that resonates with um, these companies and they realize that when they give their artists free reigns um, to take control of their, their narratives and their stories, that um, it's not like it's an economic burden it's actually good and it helps you create this special fan base that can relate to the music so um hopefully they take that message away from it um another big message i get from them is also a reason why they are like on they are number two in terms of bands on my concert bucket list and exo is not there because i just um I want to be semi-realistic and with the people that are in the military and everything, it's going to be a while. So um, that, uh, yeah, I'm just going to try to be semi-realistic, but in terms of K-pop bands that I still haven't seen, they are number two on my list of like, I've got to see a show of them. And the reason why is because, and this is another thing I wonder if more artists will do in the future that helps them kind of stand out is they do have those songs, like I said before, that are kind of call and response ready, or just in general, like things that like you react to, you know? So like, some artist music I'll kind of put on the background when I'm doing stuff but like Stray Kids music demands your attention it is like hey listen up and it gets you really hooked and it's so you know it's just I wonder more artists will try to do that um because I mean you know if you're torn between who to see in concert and there are all these k-pop choices now um are you gonna just pick the one whose music you like to put on as background music by comparison at least or do you prefer to put on the music that is like um one three two one take off and all and straight kids boo and all of those moments you know you want to like join in on that and so like what's crowd ready is interesting you know because um some artists you go to a show you know and you're like why did they pick that on the set list but i feel like straight kids has such a like every song in their catalog probably sounds good live because it's like almost made for uh 
live performances, you know, that live music feeling. That's what I'm really overall wondering about is how artists will change their sound. Um, obviously, it's ironic I'm saying this now because I don't want them to change their music. I want them to, you know, express themselves through the music. But I also just wonder um, if the songs they'll promote the most will change to be more like getting people to think about, oh, I bet that's awesome live. Because I know that's how I kind of decide sometimes who I want to go see. Um, and I, yeah, so wow, stray kids are really great. <laughs> um, and their motto is great. I like to keep that in mind, stay, don't stray. And we make stray kids stay. Um, and I bet that's cool. That's another cool thing about K-pop shows too, is that they say their motto usually, so you can be like, yeah, we did stay, not stray. It's just really emotional. It's so great. So anyway, so, um, but another group that I think is just, has just got to be great live in terms of bands. Obviously there are soloists like G-Dragon that I've got to see, but like in terms of K-pop bands for a minute, I know you're probably sick of it, but I've got to talk about NCT again at the top of my list because I know the album is out in less than 24 hours. So I'm naturally like really like freaked out. Um, but you know, cause what, this is your little prelude because spoiler alert, the uh, Thursday show next week is going to be our NCT show because it'll be after the album drops. So I pushed it back to after the album drops tonight. And so we have to talk about NCT. We talked about them all before, obviously, but we really have to go into their world because what they do that I think is probably so cool at live shows is they have all these moments in their songs that are so funny. <laughs> Just like Stray Kids has all these moments, you know, where you can sing along like Basha, Basha, Banya, Banya, which basically means Kerpow, um, is the tr general translation, Kerpow or Bang Bang. Um, and anyway, so they have those moments too in songs where it's like, you know, you feel ridiculous if you're just like singing that, just like casually singing that to yourself. <laughs> but if you're in a crowd singing it, it's just got to be the best. And so they have a lot of moments like that. They have, um, and you just like, it's, it's just fun stuff, man. That's why I think um, how popular they, they are and get, and or become in the USA and around the world really is going to be based on how many people want to have some fun. Like, it's really just like the kind of catalog where it is weird. I can see why people don't like NCT at all. I can objectively see why some people are like, this is trash. What are they doing? Because they're so experimental. That's what it gets down to is that artists, when they're free to be themselves, are experimental with their music. It doesn't sound like everything else you you hear. So that can be a hit or miss with an audience, um, but I think it's worth uh, giving artists that leap of faith to take. Um, and in my mind, for NCT, it paid off because there are a lot of people who probably listen to it and realize, like, this is too bizarre for me. But trust me, it's just fun if you just enjoy it. And no, don't try to make sense out of nonsense. It's just fun nonsense, okay? They have some deeper songs, too, don't get me wrong. But like, I mean, they have so many moments like that are fun. Like, um, man, what's a really good one? Um, obviously, walking with the cheese—that's the queso—is the funniest thing ever. Um, bless me, Achu. I say that all the time now. If I sneeze, bless me, Achu. Um, what else do they say that's funny? They say um, they don't say room. That's a super M, but that's a whole other thing. I digress. Um, man, why am I? Uh, I'm well. If you're happy and you know, clap your hands, yo. I mean, that is. It, it's funny stuff and like even just saying and thinking about it people are like probably like that's whack and it sounds like it but just just trust me when you're like in a crowd I bet it's is the funniest thing to hear the whole crowd just go bless me achoo or um oh my gosh there's so many other moments but the thing is they have fun with it you can see that with their music um they actually are just kind of free with it you know it's very it's it's nct is like it's own 
subgenre to me because it's so different. It's hard to just put it in like a pop category or a rap category or a dance category. Um, it's just its own thing. And you will see exactly what I mean next week when we play their music. Um, but it is just fun. And it's fun because, and also I think when an artist is free to do that kind of thing, it helps to uh, hold to keep your uh, you in the invested in the fandom because you have like those inside joke moments, you know. Like if someone in public is like sneezing and I say "bless me, I chew," they're gonna be like, "What? Did you just like swear at me or something?" So it, you know, to be around your own people who would be like, "That was a good one," is really it's refreshing. So um, I bet that's a really cool show. And so yeah, I wonder how us in the future will try to create that atmosphere of come see me because then you get to just be wild and goofy and have fun with this um so uh yeah we will see and there'll probably be more sound effects i find out about tonight when the album comes out and then we're gonna get a review tomorrow um not tomorrow next week um one of the next shows but yeah i mean probably a review tomorrow but not on the radio um oh my gosh i'm just excited i'm just excited and i hope everyone finds artists uh discovers artists in their life that really get them this excited. Like, I really hope everyone is finding music no matter what it is. Um, if I haven't convinced you to like these artists, sorry, that wasn't my huge intention. It's so you respect what they've created and see why I like it. Um, I mean, it'd be great if you like it too. The point is that I just want everyone to find the music that makes them happy uh, because it really just makes everything better. So anyway, okay, that's my NCT rant of the day. It might have to be a new segment on the show. We'll see. But yeah, so that is what I will say about that. Um, so yeah, my overall life advice that I uh, teased earlier is just kind of that. <laughs> just like um, find that good music um, that gets you going and motivated and just like enjoy if it sounds goofy or weird because people might think it's weird or just like why are you like that group or that's weird or whatever but you never know because now nct is filling up little arenas like baby-sized arenas but still arenas like um i mean so you know just like i hope that's the message for everyone and for the music industry it's just like being yourself will hopefully work out as corny as it sounds and so i don't know it's just uh don't be afraid to be weird, I guess, is my main point. Um, and it's people will be weird with you if you, you know, start the trend. So anyway, all right. So uh, yeah, I obviously could rant for a lot more, but I've taken up enough of your time. So I will uh, see you next week before um, the NCT episode Thursday. We will have another new one, obviously, that Wednesday at five o'clock. Um, I'm going to keep my theme a secret, but it's not dedicated to just one group. It'll be quite a variety um, of content, of music and discussions. So uh, stay tuned. I have a lot in store next week and weeks afterwards. And the NCT show is going to be jam-packed as well. That's a part of the reason I'm talking about them now, too. Not just because I'm thinking about them because of the new album, but because um, I needed to make sure I explain why they're popular and why I like them before, because I don't even have all the time during the episode, because there's just so much to talk about. I mean, this is the group that um, is going to have, well, it already has upwards of 20 members and they'll keep adding. It's a whole thing. We'll, we will break it down next week. So anyway, I hope everyone has a good weekend. Um, listen to some good music and I will I will see you all on Wednesday. Have a good one. Stay, stay don't stray. I should probably end every show by saying that now. Anyway, let's end it with some NCT because I'm in the mood. This is Superhuman. Have a good one, everyone. <laughs>